Welcome to Ismanias a podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who might be a robot, Josh Hemo. You would tell me if you're a robot, right? It's my little secret. You'll never find out. My little pony secret. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're also joined with another guest this week. If you can believe it, that's two guests in a row. It's going to be it's unheard of. Unheard of. Usually, we take a lot of time Breaks. in between. We need to find more people. We're joined with someone who poops more than a baby clam. Anna Winslow. <laughs> Nailed it. That was a really good Josh impression. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, I would, as always, I want to know, what's your SpongeBob experience? What's your, uh, your history with the show, if you have any? I think I just watched way too much SpongeBob growing up, and it really shows in who I am today. And So you're also full. I'm also full. <laughs> I don't think there's so, so much, such a thing as too much SpongeBob. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like there is such a thing. Makes it sound like it's a addiction or something. It might be an addiction. I don't want to dive into this right now, <laughs> uh, but we are going to dive into this episode. Um, uh, and if you're hey. on, you like that. <laughs> um, if you're unfamiliar with this podcast, we talk about SpongeBob and we discuss little life lessons you can learn from SpongeBob. But we're going to take a look at season three, episode nine, Crabborg and Rockabye Bivalve. Act one, Crabborg, which is actually a pretty solid name. Um, I think I'm going to use that as a Twitter handle eventually. But uh, in this act, SpongeBob watches a scary movie and thinks everyone might be a robot. And then he convinces Squidward that Mr. Krabs is a robot. And they basically interrogate him because they think he's a robot. And that's basically the whole episode, the whole act in one. One quick little summary. Yeah. yeah. There's not much to this one. No. Uh, but to start things off, I want to ask. If you were in a life-threatening situation, how would you convince people you were not a robot? Josh, I'll start with you because I have the greatest suspicions that you are a robot. Damn, I'm on Oof. the spot now. Yep. Um, beep I boop, think Josh, beep boop. <laughs> I shower. Well, I say that I shower, so I don't think robots can be in water, right? But there's waterproof technology nowadays. Don't say that. Why are you going to call me out like that? Sounds like Honestly, you're a robot. <laughs> she's, not, she's not pulling punches. You are part robot. Um, I can love. Mm. Some way I can show that I don't know <laughs> that was one of the traits right you can't love they can't cry I've seen Josh cry so I guess that works can robots bleed yeah let's find out right now Josh look, I bleed right here look I have a cut right here oh, <laughs> oh. that looks like a prosthetic mm, looks Damn. like makeup Anna go get the knife <laughs> I already have it unless you're a robot too how would you convince someone that you're not a robot well my first one would be like bleeding you know, serious, like, be like, all right, look, right now, there's blood coming out of me. I like, mean, that's blood and not, like, oil or something. Yeah, red oil. Yeah. All right, that's fair. But, like, what if you cut off, like, a finger and, like, there's bone inside of it? That'd be a pretty good way to show. You're just a well-built robot. That, like that could be a possibility. Ooh. Westworld. Well, if we're going to be Westworld robots, it's really hard to convince. It's true. So we have to scalp people? Is that? <laughs> you poke someone in the brain, in their robot brain. What would you do? What would I do? on the floor because only a human being would be that disgusting only you would come up with something you have to do exactly <laughs> boom that's Poop pretty on the serious floor. i'd be like a dog i just make eye contact with you the entire <laughs> time be like am i human now <laughs> am i human now so what do you think about spongebob's scary robot movie that he watched do you think that would scare you it reminded me of like those like old 19 like the b movies yeah the b like movies a 1950s, the 1950s movie. movies that you yeah. see yeah that are like supposed to be really scary but I watch it now and you just kind of laugh 
But like maybe if I watched it in the 1950s, I'd be terrified. Yeah. But if I watched it now, it'd be more like a joke movie. Do you think that says a lot about us as a society that we become more desensitized? <laughs> that <laughs> we need afraid. to fear scarier things. Or do you think we're more skeptical? I guess I would consider us more skeptical. It's not really that we're afraid. I think they were just harder to convince. I think there's afraid. just like more standards as far as like graphics and stuff go. So I'm yeah. not going to watch like some crappy little CGI, cardboard, box. cardboard box like chasing someone when I can like see like this crazy CGI sequence, right? I do realize after watching that episode that I'm definitely um, Fatima and I are like SpongeBob and Gary, where she'll go to bed watching some like she'll watch like Mindhunter and be like very very spooked the rest of the night, or she'll start like waking up and she's like I can't sleep, and I'm just like Gary like leave me alone. And she's like, <laughs> You'll never murder me, right? And I was like I'm gonna murder you if you don't let me sleep. So well, that's why you need to watch scary stuff during the day. Because I won't read or watch anything scary. Yeah. No, she's bad. She'll like, on her phone, she'll be reading like a book about like, oh, this is about a book about like the Manson murders. And I'm like, you're about to go to bed. Like, Such a what bad are you idea. <laughs> you really freak. bad idea. But has it happened to you before? Like, have you watched a horror movie at night and then tried to go to sleep and be like, all right, there's something under my bed. Or oh, there's yeah. There's something in my closet. Every noise, every like creak. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, is there someone at my door? And like, I avoid the windows and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to walk by them. <laughs> oh, what's that one movie? It was like this girl was babysitting in the scary dark mansion. She's like all alone. Um, it just sounds like a bad idea to begin with. I mean, it's just a bad <laughs> idea to begin with. But that movie terrified me because there's just a big glass house. Because mm. like someone was calling from inside the house. Oh, oh is that a scary movie? And that's not a scary movie. Well, it's like it's, a jump movie. Is it like scream? A, is it no, scream? It's not scream. It's um. I haven't seen those. I was never into scary movies, so a lot of the scary mm, movies I it might missed. be like when a stranger calls or something. Oh, it's some weird movie mm. with like Camilla Bell. Mm. But we'll figure. Someone, someone write in and let us know, or our Anna will find out. And she'll just comment on the Instagram Yeah, I guess post. I could it look it up this. on IMDb, but we'll no, see. We don't got time for that. We're we don't have to <laughs> yeah. on a schedule. Um, I know that after watching Get Out, was a lot of, I was really afraid of white people for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they offer you tea, you're afraid they're going to quit the Yeah, I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, I'm not black, but I still don't trust you. <laughs> um, no, but I do. Uh, there, I remember like the first real scary movie that I saw was Saw. Oh, yeah. so that one like freaked me out and I was like, I don't appreciate my life enough. Someone's going to kidnap me. And, put me in a, and I was like, that is ridiculous. But I was also yeah. like, could happen. What, like, yeah, it's true. Like middle school. I just don't think someone would have interest in my life that much that they'd be like, this person deserves to learn. A <laughs> <laughs> this person who gives lessons out for free That's needs like his own lesson. Funny part of scary movies, though. That's like, a plot twist. <laughs> really like absurd situations that would never happen, but they're still terrifying. Like I remember watching The Ring for the first time and be like scared to go like to the restroom because I'm like, something's going to crawl out of my fucking TV and get oh, me right yeah. now. <laughs> but I was like, this is never going to happen. But, but it could. It could. You don't know. You never know. know. They didn't know. Right. Movies. Exactly. That's what caught them off guard. <laughs> Um, on a lighter note, what I I forgot how catchy the Electric Zoo song was, and so I also catchy. didn't know it was the same song from that Vine with the old people working out at the, like the, uh, the playground. The playground. That it goes, Doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh, is it really? <laughs> and oh it, like gosh. I watching it this time around, I was like, oh, that's the same song from that Vine. <laughs> it's called Electric Zoo. Yeah, so good. I think. What do you think about that conversation back. he had with the? Uh, uh, what did he say? The. The radio DJ. The radio DJ yeah. I thought that was so relatable. Like, how many times have you gone into Google and just typed in like da 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 da, <laughs> trying to figure out a song, but you only remember 
like how it goes, but you don't know any of the words. And sometimes it works, like you get it back. But that's other times it's so off. That's my problem with TikTok is yeah, that it's like, about say, yeah. TikTok's the same like thing. nine seconds of a song. I'm like, all right, I have to get nine seconds of these lyrics and put you them need in to Google. Get some of the words, yeah. at least one. The worst are instrumentals because you're like, oh, I, yeah. can't, I can't write that. I, I don't. But you know. can. Give it a shot. You'll never know. For sure, I have done it. Like, I've seen people on Twitter. They're like, what's that uh, metal song that goes da 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 da? And someone wrote, <laughs> oh, that's like this A Day to Remember song. And they're like, this is the exact song that I, like, <laughs> I wanted, which some people, some songs are like, iconic enough i feel like you can figure that out but yeah that's some hive mind stuff there. Yeah, yeah it's some weird brainwashing the government's doing good classic government um have you ever called into your radio station uh my cousin did it once he actually won tickets yeah did i did it once and i my well no my sister did it but she won tickets to okay. like in sync or something i've never thought like it was worth my time i'm like no way i'm ever gonna be like the ninth caller right i was just terrified like i like had like such social anxiety i'd be calling <laughs> and i was like god i hope they don't pick up for me i just never wanted anything like from the radio station like i never had like concert tickets that i wanted it's always like oh you're gonna go to like some i don't like country music so it'd be like we're giving away tickets to like garth brooks and i'm like cool <laughs> i don't want that they gave away tickets to like normal concerts yeah but my cousin won uh tickets to the county fair oh so but it was bad. funny because when he like He's like, I'm just going to call. And he called. He didn't even know what it was. And then I was like in the car driving and he goes, oh, shit, really? And they're like, yeah. And then he had to like be like, oh, my God. He had to like, you know, ham it up for yeah, them yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I just can't believe it. So let's focus more on like the actual episode, like experiences that Mr. Krabs had. He like got salt in his eyes. He was tortured. His All his belongings. so questionable. Yeah. The song because, in his like, eye moment was so cringy, though. I was like, oh. Yeah, that seemed so painful. And he just, like, washed it right out. Like, eh, I don't know. I feel like that would take a little longer to recover from. 100%. He didn't even have an yeah. eye wash station. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was always That's my like, biggest fear in, like, chemistry class. <laughs> Having to use the eye Having wash station. Because eye... yeah. then it's also, like, they're so far apart. And it's like, it's not going to be able to get both my yeah. eyes. <laughs> it's made for some weird hammerhead shark person. <laughs> it's made for Mr. Krabs. But it's so funny, like, how quickly they just, like, jumped to torture. They even had, like, how to torture a book there right, in the Krusty Krab. Yeah. It's, like, some questionable police questioning tactics yeah, right 100%. there. Yeah, um, 100%. One thing I did want to bring up that I thought was really interesting is I hear, these are all rumors, by the way, that in a future Allegedly. episode, you find out the origin of Karen. Oh. And she also started out as a calculator. Oh. And the cash, the cash register started out as a calculator. So now I have a theory that they're related. They're they could be related, but like Karen is Mr. Krabs's. I mean, the cashier is Mr. Krabs's Karen, just like how Plankton has Karen. Because if Karen was a calculator and the cashier, the cash register was a calculator, that means like they both, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. question the physics of how a calculator grew up into a cash register God -like and powers. or robot. Yeah. <laughs> radiation. Godlike powers, radiation. All the theories we presented in this podcast. You're a big fan. You should know this. I know. I, I just, it just still blows my mind. <laughs> I always think about it. Like you do like the math and you're like, I don't see how this adds up. Maybe it's like the power of love. Mr. Krabs Ooh. really loved that calculator. And so it grew up to be the one thing he wanted, which was a cash register. Oh, that's really nice. That's like a nice little, it's like a little heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one lesson I got was don't jump to conclusions, mm. which is very, I think, obvious in this act. Mr. Krabs is obviously not a robot. He's not cool enough to be a robot, in my opinion. I feel like robots have. He was uh, hip. He had batteries in his pocket. Oh. 
Is that all it takes? That's all it takes. Oh, oh, man. Anytime I'm at work, though, I'm always hooked because I'm always changing <laughs> having batteries. In my so you imagine if you just had batteries and someone needed them, you'd be the man. Sometimes. Sometimes I can be. <laughs> I thought the best lesson from that was if don't watch scary movies, mm-hmm. especially someone like SpongeBob. Like He's so easily persuaded by ideas mm-hmm. and he's also kind of forgetful. Like he forgot how the movie ended. Yeah. And when Scooter was like, oh, yeah, so how did that movie end, by the way? He's like, oh, it was great. It was all just a figment of like their imagination. It's like, well, SpongeBob, you just remembered that. So I feel like if you're someone like SpongeBob, scary movies don't go well with you. Yeah. It's just, also very meta as far as yeah. like, the story goes. So meta. Like, oh, it's in their imagination. And also the movie they were watching was also in their imagination. Lazy writing. That's what that is. No. Call it out. Um. Another one I have was don't let uh, someone's anxieties affect you because mm-hmm. Scooter was fine until yeah. SpongeBob was like, yeah, just showed how easily you could get like overcome by someone else's paranoia. Mm-hmm. To be it's fair, in Scooter's defense, like the exact situation that SpongeBob described happened a second later when Mr. Krabs burst out with like a claw, batteries, <laughs> and like scary <laughs> red true. eyes. So another one I had was don't trust the government. <laughs> well, that's always applicable. Because <laughs> as soon as he called, he's like, oh, they've automated the government. <laughs> the Navy. The Navy. I got, um, it's important, like, sleep is super important. I think that's mm-hmm. what, like, boosted SpongeBob's paranoia a lot was the fact that he didn't sleep at all yeah, that night. Yeah, he just had nightmares it, all night. Yeah. Um, and I think also, like, don't try to drag someone else into, a, like, a situation when it's, like, your own fears and stuff. And, like, you that kind of touched on what you said with Squidward, but that's exactly what he did every time he brought... Mr. Krabs out, he's like, oh, Squidward had a joke for you. Oh, Squidward, uh, mm. dad never hugged him. It's like, don't drag him into this. Squidward doesn't want anything to do with it. So I'm glad you brought up uh, Squidward's father not hugging him because we have talked in the past that we haven't seen Squidward's father at all. So that it's interesting to know that his his father did love him. Yeah. So it makes me think there's another reason why Squidward is the way he is. Well, it must be his mother or his like mother, I feel like. I mean, when he does have those flashbacks in the earlier episodes, it is his mom who is like basically like nagging him, nagging him and stuff, right? I just don't want to put all the blame on the mom, but I guess it's true. I mean, love to see. Hopefully I mean, if his father story. supposedly loved him enough to hug him, I guess you can hug people you don't love. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> very easy. <laughs> I do think it's funny when Mr. Krabs tells him, like, "Well, hug or thank God, you can hug yourself." Awkward. <laughs> uh, Squidward can go hug himself on his break. I was like, "That's really sad." <laughs> For me, that's what sums up living in New York City. It's like. <laughs> I get it. You're sad, but you're in my way. Can you move? <laughs> like, I get you have your own life to deal with, but you're it. Get out of my way. I'm trying to do things. This is such a classic minimum wage job. The boss is just like, well, I don't care what's going on with you. Just take care of it yourself when I'm not paying you. Exactly. But I still poop on company time for that reason. So. <laughs> Amen. So speaking of poop, uh, <laughs> um, I like how the SpongeBob references like getting like the scoop or like getting the information as getting the poop. To get the something. poop on the robot. Yeah. I want to start using that more often. It's a good it's phrase. Like, oh, how do you think of, what do you think of that new person? Oh, I got to go get the poop on him. It's like, instead of getting the tea, you're going to go get the poop. Yeah. <laughs> Don't spill the tea, spill oh, the poop. Oh, that's the next thing, the poop. Yeah, there you spread that. That's how you're going to get TikTok famous is by spreading the poop. Spreading yeah, the poop. get Sophie Turner on it. She'll help God, you out. That works on so many levels, like spreading the poop, spilling the poop, <laughs> let's go get the poop. All of it's like- Digging up the poop. Yeah, so <laughs> just awkward enough that I'm like, this can work. So uh, one thing I did want to bring up was um, the whole torture sequence where they destroy all of Mr. Krabs' friends. But one small question I had is, if you were a robot, what would you make friends with? What household appliance would you be like, 
hey, what's up? Uh... <laughs> it doesn't have to be a household appliance. It well, can you be know, any like those technology. fancy like Nest air conditioning controllers. I feel like that's one you want to make good friends with. You'd be like, oh, hey, yeah. what's up? Nest? Yeah, because if you're not good friends with it, it's like, well, screw it. I'm going to make it really hot in here just because you're mean to me today. It's weird because I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I love my Alexa. I love like my mm. Siri or whatever. But like if I was a robot, I'd feel a lot more comfortable. But because I'm a human being, I'm like, I do not want to be friends with technology that could possibly murder me. And I also don't want to ask them to do anything. Yeah. So would you be friends with like the sharp robots? Like I robots with knives? I think if I was a robot, it'd probably be something like, I don't know. Because if I was a robot, I wouldn't need a phone. I'm trying to think. Maybe the TV. I think I'd be friends with the TV. I'd be like, yo, what's up? Or like maybe my Switch. I think everyone would be good. friends with the TV. Like the TV yeah. is like the dog of robots. Ah, yes. You can't be mad at it. That's a good way to put that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. He's the dog of robots. I like that. Then what's like the cat of robots? You're a cat person. You should know, Anna. I feel like it's probably your phone because it works like your internet or maybe the Wi-Fi. Like it works oh, your sometimes. Router. Your yeah. router. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's just always there. Yeah, it's always there. But then sometimes it's just like, no, I don't want to work today. That's Go good. away. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm going to give you one bar. Bubble break. Whoop. Another bubble break with a guest. I love Whoop. this. Excited. You excited? Yeah. All right. It's our first bubble break. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before uh, we jump into this bubble break, I think we usually like to kind of get to know our guests a little bit more. So. Yeah. Why don't you let the audience know a little bit about you? Oh, well. Tell us your secrets. I went to high school with Omar, kind of, in college, so that tells me a lot, or everyone a lot. I had too much of Omar in my life yep. when I was young and impressionable. I know a lot of yeah. people with too much Omar in their life. <laughs> you can start a club. <laughs> but now I live in D.C., so a far enough way from Omar. But... But she has so to visit every enough. year or once a year at least. The curse comes back. The yeah. curse. The curse. The curse of Omar. <laughs> she becomes an Omar. She slowly morphs into it's terrible. <laughs> it's deathly. Don't do it. Don't let it happen. What do you uh what do you do? I work at a law firm as a paralegal. Nice. Okay. So basic nine to five gives okay. me enough time to watch SpongeBob after work, which is the real important benefit here. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I don't have retirement. I don't have anything. I don't else, have retirement. I, do I have don't have medical. <laughs> I'm good to watch SpongeBob. <laughs> No, no, no. The benefits are there too. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's a that's a nice uh nice choice in career. Yeah. Yeah, practical one. Um. So this week, a question, and we can start with you, Anna. Um. Mm. So if you were stuck in a horror movie situation, much like SpongeBob was like imagining the killer robots and stuff, what would be the worst horror movie situation for you? I feel like the worst one would have to be one with ghosts. You know, like the poltergeists that are kind of just. They can take control of like objects around them and like sometimes they show up and sometimes they don't. The like, really pissed off ones. Yeah, the really pissed off ones. I think that would be my absolute worst one because I definitely believe in the poor, the paranormal. Mm -hmm. So that's like one that I'm like, yeah, that's that's totally believable. And I I would just be like, Yeah, just take me. I'm I'm not even gonna fight it. <laughs> There's no point. They never you never win. That's fair. So it's like Annabelle, so you don't want like, any yeah. creepy dolls coming along. Oh god, coming after the you. dolls. Like <laughs> I hate dolls. <laughs> So everyone, here's Anna's address. You can send her a bunch of dolls. Make sure they're cursed. <laughs> only, only cursed. Only cursed objects. Please don't send any to me. I'll cry. <laughs> I'll put it in the in the description. Her I'll address. give you the wrong address. <laughs> Just Josh's house filled with dolls. <laughs> Just Omar's. <laughs> what about you? 
Uh, for me, I think my biggest fear is like a Final Destination situation. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't really remember the movie very well, so I can't figure out how they got out of it. I don't know if they do. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. I think everyone I think, dies. Because I think I could handle a ghost because like... You think you ghost, can handle a ghost? Ghosts <laughs> want something. Like most narratives, ghosts want like they have unfinished business, right? That's what makes them a ghost. But like, or like even demons, you have like religious people to to exercise them and stuff like that. But like, Final Destination is like very much like you're you have to die and you just cheated death and now you have to die because that's just how things go. Have you cheated death before? I don't know. That's a, a of... thing that you don't really. Oh, know, that's right? true. Yeah, I guess yeah. you don't really know. Um, I always tell people that whenever I get deja vu, like so, there's the deja vu scenario. There's like the one. The thing that you remember that you're like, oh, this seems familiar. And then there's the actual living situation that you're experiencing that you're like, oh, this seems familiar. Every time I have deja vu, I remember like a negative event. The deja vu part is like, like, so for example, we are all recording the podcast, but in my deja vu, Josh got up and when he got up he tripped and he fell and his head exploded like that would be like <laughs> the just cursed me right now that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing that like i would remember but then i would be like oh my god i'm experiencing deja vu and then he'd get up and he'd be fine so it makes me think that there's like a timeline do you that, have deja vu like this a lot i'm i literally happened to me last week at work so i was oh, there live streaming and i remember that like oh in my deja vu i was filming and then i turned and uh, my coworker had fucked up something on the computer, and because he had fucked up something on the computer, I was looking at the computer, and then I got yelled at. It's always like a negative outcome, but again, in the actual living situation that I have, it always works out. So it makes me think that I lived like a past or like a like the in matrix a parallel or something. Dimension. That's terrifying. In a parallel dimension, I like up, and this is like. Try number three or try number two. <laughs> I said number three, but I held up. It's two. like a rewind situation. Yeah, or exactly. Something. Yeah. It's like, like The Sims or something. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. It. So that's why, like, I think maybe Final Destination freaks me out a little bit more because it's like one of those things where, oh, maybe I was, I was walking and then a pillar falls and it missed me by an inch <laughs> and then suddenly death has a vendetta against me and wants me dead and right, I'm just yeah, like, because they, I feel like they die worse. Than what they could they have would happened. Have to happened. Them. Yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, an air conditioner almost fell on their head. Oh, they're fine. And then later they get on, it's torn like, apart by an escalator. Or some yeah, shit. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what about you, Josh? What's um, your fear? So I think this fear like developed when I moved to like a bigger city. But like the whole zombie thing wasn't like super mm-hmm. terrifying until I moved where there's a lot more people everywhere. I'm like, how do I pos- like sitting on the subway? I'm like, how could I possibly get out of the subway right now if it's stuck in a tunnel and all these people are going to turn into zombies? I'm going to go on the streets and there's going to be even more zombies out there. Like, what do you do? It's like, for Become me. Become a zombie yourself. Probably. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right? You just got to bite the bullet and be like, I'm it. done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the whole world is a zombie, then. Yeah. Like, why live in that world, right? Yeah. That's what's always so, like, weird, like, shows with, like, Walking Dead and stuff. I'm like, why are you fighting so hard to, like, survive when, like, but you like, thought you going to be a zombie? I also imagine a scenario where a lot of people can survive. It depends on the zombie. Like, you get, like, crazy, like, um... What's that movie with Will Smith? Oh yeah, the Legend or I Am Legend. I am yeah, Le- yeah, and yeah. I Am Legend. Like those zombies are like more like vampire zombie situation, like weird monsters. Yeah, yeah, but they like are very strong and scary. Like them knowing where you are is bad. But like the classic like Night of the Living Dead zombie, like 
I can imagine us all living in this apartment for a good amount of time being fine. Like, oh, well, it's time to go out and go get some and supplies food or and supplies yeah. or let's get the f out of New York and we'll just slowly make our way out. I like I'd be more worried about other people in a zombie situation because I know other people are like, oh, the world's going to sh now I can kill and murder whoever I want. I want. Yeah. Human beings are disgusting. Yeah. If I was like in my apartment in the zombie apocalypse happened, like I think I'd be OK. Like third floor up, like the door is pretty hefty. I don't think something's gonna break in, but it's like going out to get supplies, or if I'm in public when that happens, that's what's like terrifying. And like I'm, that's why you're supposed to have a bug out bag. We've talked about this, yeah. Josh. Have you built it yet? I have not. Have you? How Never. many? <laughs> how many cans of canned food do you have? I have two. I used mm. one yesterday. He's not ready. He's not ready. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I feel with a lot of. If you're planning on being in a disaster situation in your life, do not move to New York or any heavy populated LA. city. Yeah, yeah, don't go to New York and don't go to like California because the whole yeah. coast always falls off or New York gets right. destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, and also don't go like the exact opposite. Don't be like in a cabin by yourself because you just want like a, a nice medium sized town. That's why I feel like Arizona was like pretty good. Like being out in the middle of the desert, there's like a lot of places that you can go there fairly isolated. Yeah, and then that one movie, The Day After Tomorrow, that was like the one place that was like fine from all like the cold ice. Yeah, mess. It was fine. We could have just stayed like there. That's like more reality, because in the end, climate change is going to kill us all. One hundred percent. What seventeen months now? Yeah, here's the real horror story. It's the final countdown. You know? <laughs> Act two, Rockabye bivalve. And I hundred percent did look up how to pronounce that word to make sure I was saying it right. Bivalve. Bivalve. How did what you want to pronounce it? I didn't know. I was scared that I was going to say Bivalve. it wrong. Bivalve. Bivalve. Something like that. Yeah, because I don't use. <laughs> I'm not a marine biologist. I don't use that <laughs> word. <laughs> use bivalve in everyday conversation <laughs> i'll try to incorporate it in um but anyways we follow spongebob and patrick as they take in a uh lost little scallop and they act as his parents and we see some shenanigans happen as both of them kind of differ on different parenting techniques um but in the end like they come together and realize like the experience was what mattered it wasn't about the different parenting techniques and coming together um so Anna, i want to start with you for the question um, would you want Spongebob and Patrick as parents? I don't think I would want Patrick as a parent, but Spongebob seemed to be a pretty invested mother figure. And I think that was a big part of the episode as well was some strong gender stereotypes. Oh, yeah. Super oh, yeah. heavy. He I wrote super down heavy. heteronormative bullshit what I wrote yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty accurate. And Patrick was just like that dad that you probably like gives you daddy issues later on you know <laughs> the old school 1950s event. yeah just like never there problem. super problematic threatens to kill you every time you cry <laughs> yeah. the first put, thing he said yeah right you should kill it <laughs> on a lighter note i put down nipples or nipples um <laughs> uh, but yeah because the whole like oh this would be very shocking yeah, yeah. it's like get over it like, Get oh, because he America. can walk around without his shirt on. He's the man, obviously. Men have titties, too. <laughs> do you think that's how Patrick sees himself? Or do you think that's, like, how he actually looks all the time? Like, that close-up version of him. And also, oh. when did he get a tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when he got the tattoo, but I do honestly think that's how his body looks. Yeah. You think? I think he just has body dysmorphia, you know? Everyone has issues when they look at themselves in the mirror. Patrick's I don't know. Not, Patrick's not alone. Patrick doesn't seem like, he seems so confident. Maybe that's just like the, the facade he's mm -hmm. presented to me. But he seems so dumb that he'd be so confident in himself. Because <laughs> he didn't say that he looked bad. He just said it looked shocking. Shocking, yeah. He said that, and I again, I think that comes down to the fact that he's topless. You know? Which also draws up the question that he he knows he's half naked all the time. 
But then he puts on a shirt anyways when he becomes a yeah, dad. Yeah, when he becomes when he's going to work. Yeah, that's true. He did tie tie really well, so I wonder what did Patrick do in a different. He did go to college for something. Yeah, we don't know what. Oh. Yeah, underwater basket weaving. <laughs> <laughs> um, I one thing I did want to bring up is uh SpongeBob's housewife quote unquote ethic that he has like. You can raise a child and not have to clean at the same time, I feel. Like, I don't have a a kid. I've babysitted probably very little compared to most people. But, like, you can clean the house and the baby's sleeping. And if the baby's not sleeping, they're not always crying. but when the baby's sleeping, you want to be sleeping too. I guess. But still, like, what I'm saying is you can prioritize the chores in order. You know, you don't Mm -hmm. have to, like... Spongebob was cleaning night and day. How dirty could his house be? Well, he was be? doing the same chores over all the, and over, over, and over I again. I think yeah. he was really dedicated to beating that rug the whole time. <laughs> which you, we never even yeah. see a rug in his house, but he's beating that rug to beating death. I don't know that anyone shirt. who does that. No, I don't know. Like, I've even never seen one of those. Old, that's yeah. an older thing to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you shake out a rug sometimes, yeah. but I've never beaten it with a, one of those devices. I don't even know what that's called. Rug beater. Rug beater. God. <laughs> See how quickly Josh and I answered that? Rug beater, boom. Well, you're obviously more domestic than I am. So. <laughs> We're flipping the gender norms on this podcast. Well, speaking of gender norms, I thought it was really interesting, like how how at one point like we see that like Patrick and SpongeBob are both like the stereotypical gender norms, but then when they're out in public, like you have the other two couple that look at them and are like, I don't see how this matches mixes together. So it's like they're almost define it in some way too. So it's like there's like two. It's like a discussion on like homosexuality. It's like yeah, like a the discussion whole thing like oh, how can they have kids? How can they be together? How does how does this this doesn't add up? Yeah, also old. basic biology. How does a yeah. starfish yeah. plus a sponge equal scallop? Scallop. But that's like one of the lessons I got is that families like come in all different situations and shapes and sizes. So like you gotta like you can't be so close minded um, because there are so many like different situations that people have. That's actually a very I did not think about that. Mine was just more like these gender norms. But <laughs> I'm glad that you worked in like a, a nice, sweeter way to be like, yeah, there are every family's different, you know? The lesson I got that was very much like, um, like more, I think, cohabitating. Is that, is that a word? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 Cohabitation. Yeah. Cohabitation. Tizing, <laughs> uh, is like chores and stuff and i definitely i can feel patrick when he's like oh i'm done with work i'm tired that's before we find out what his work entails but even knowing that his work is like sitting on the couch and watching tv like i've been at jobs where you're just sitting at a computer for a while or you're not doing much it's easy work but you're there and it's still tiring it's like mental exhausting yeah, yeah. it's uh i follow a truck a truck driver on tiktok and he actually talks about it he's just like yeah i just sit on my and drive but it, like you're constantly your brain's constantly taking in like stimuli and stuff like that so like i can understand having to like sit and just relax and decompress but like you can't put off your chores that much especially if you're living with someone else and you're supposed to be husband and wife yeah quote unquote but um but yeah that was one thing that i had was like try to keep your chore promises is what i called it because there are times where i'm like come home and i'm like i'll do the dishes tomorrow and you want tomorrow to actually be tomorrow not eventually three tomorrows later uh, (laughs) so i'm i'm glad that it showed a little bit of that but i do think i don't know i was frustrated a lot with this episode it just made me sad yeah it was pretty like 
it, and I mean, you could tell at the end, like when Junior, and I also don't know why the clam is named Junior. Yeah. It seemed pretty odd. Yeah. But when the clam like left and flew the nest, it kissed SpongeBob. And then when Patrick was like, wait, what about me? The clam was just like, nah, here's a coconut. <laughs> yeah. Like it just showed like the clam was like not pleased with its dad. But yeah. it also shows, and this is like going to get pretty deep. It also shows that even a neglect, uh, neglectful parent will leave an impact on a child mm-hmm. because where did that clam learn that? Hmm. From the his from his non-existent father, <laughs> he did still kiss Patrick though. Yeah, so but I it felt like a pity kiss. Pity kiss. Yeah. Yeah. I could also like I definitely see it as a pity kiss. I guess you could also see it as like sometimes like with a certain parent, you have like jokes and stuff like that you mess around with them. So I can kind of see it's like an inside joke between the two of them, like dropping the coconut and stuff. Because I, I also but, see it in a negative way though. It's just yeah. like you can you can have a shitty parent, but I know a lot of people who have. Sh- but they still enjoy like being around them like there's still parts of your shitty parent that you enjoy but you agree for like the overall arching effect that the parent was yeah and like you still you still have to you have some love for them because they did like literally bring you into this world bring you up but but yeah it's that's like what depressed me about this one even though like it is funny their dynamic fighting all the time because it's not a real like child they're fighting over and then not actual consequences to their actions. But like the sad reality of it is a lot of like some households are like that all the time. And I'm like, that's stressful. Well, I, I feel this, like the creators were a little too real with yeah. this episode. And I think it brought up a lot of questions about like when you're especially as like young adults and stuff, like are you actually ready to have a kid and stuff like that? That's something you really have to consider. So like SpongeBob and Patrick just brought decided to raise this scallop like they had no idea what it takes to be a parent right and they obviously didn't have like a good communication strategy and they didn't agree at all and they disagreed the entire like time they were raising junior Mm -hmm. but at the very end patrick's like let's have another and like i feel like that's pretty like i've i feel like i've seen that in a lot of relationships where they're not happy but they solve it by having a A kid kid, or having another kid Instead of just like facing their problems, they just grow them and they don't realize that they have a child that could be affected by that. Yeah. It's really On deep. a lighter note, when they try to feed the scallop for the first time, <laughs> first of all, wait, I, I, we've been using it interchangeably. Is it a scallop or a clam? I think it's a scallop. I wrote it down because yeah. at first I wrote down clam, but then they found a baby scallop. Okay, so it is a scallop. All right, cool. We're from now on. It's only or scallop. A bivalve. It is a bivalve, <laughs> which I don't know if scallops. Are, whatever. But uh, on the lighter note, when they were trying to feed it, um, and all the stuff, and I was a little disappointed they didn't like the Krabby Patty. But um, the fact that they pulled out a sentient worm from a world that we have not heard about ever again Apple in world. such world, Apple World, yeah. Apple World, and it makes me think this. Is Apple World inside the apple? Or is, is it, it inside like a, of every oh. apple? Is it inside the seeds? Yeah, is it like a, a Whoville situation Whoa. where it's like one <laughs> snowflake has a whole society and that was just like the biggest member of that society? So are there like billions of Apple Worlds out there? Or is it like collective Apple World? There's like all these apples. There's a secret portal to Apple World. I don't know, but it was really fucking with my head when I what was watching it. What did he say it. before he got eaten? He, he said, we will bury you. <laughs> Which makes me think that so there's dark. a bigger collective. It's a. I actually look. It's like on the wiki. It's like a. It's a Soviet quote from like some Soviet leader or something like that. We will bury you. Yeah. Or, no, that exactly. Or we're oh from Apple. God. World. No, that Apple. Yes. So the worms Soviets are were socialist. From Apple world. Worms are Soviets. Is what we're getting. They're commies. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, and they live only in red apples. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole like different world thing is interesting because in even in the uh, the part before when Squidward tries to get everyone out of the restaurant, he's like, the robots our are taking world. over our world. He's like, our world. So it makes sense if there's like different <laughs> realities maybe in this. But now I'm just wondering, like, okay, is every apple in SpongeBob a portal to Apple World? And then also, what if it's like the Spider Verse? But like either way, oh. they felt they fed a sentient being, <laughs> another semi-sentient being, I guess, like animal. Yeah, that was, t- and he's so polite too. <laughs> like he like greeted them Greetings. so kindly, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, well, we're just gonna feed you to this tiny scallop." You know, I said on a lighter note, but now I'm like in an existential <laughs> crisis <laughs> where I'm like, "This poor apple world will never see its beloved soldier again." I think I just had a question about why Patrick was wearing diapers for a year. Like, is this longer is this than like a, year. a kink he, he has? Like, barely is... learned how to do it himself for a yeah, year. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's going on with Patrick? Should we talk to him about this? What do you think? Do you think it's a fetish or do you think it's a necessity? I don't know. It's hard to tell with Patrick, but... Because he did say, you, you mentioned a good point, like a year on his own. Yeah, but like who was helping him before? Yeah, definitely not SpongeBob because SpongeBob didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's a necessity thing because I would argue that the rubber band thing they did earlier was a fetish. <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah, that was pretty bizarre. Because, just because he said I'd need help and I feel like if it was a fetish, he wouldn't necessarily that's like a whole need part help. Of, I feel like it's not a whole part of some of the fetish. like The baby the, fetish. The baby yeah. I guess yeah. why would your goal to be like a baby without someone else there? Wouldn't the fetish to be like, Maybe I want someone, someone to treat just... me like a baby and I'd want them to do my diaper? Yeah. Yeah. But now he doesn't need them. He's grown up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm, He's I'm too, I don't like this super young fetish. I want to be slightly older by like a month. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me kind of feel uncomfortable that he's now raising a child. <laughs> hey, you know, some people have fetishes and kinks. That are separate from their personal lives with their children. All right. True. We do not stand kink shaming on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I do. I was very concerned with how much dirty diapers were everywhere and how they didn't get rid of them. Really, there's a good way to dispose of diapers, and I guess as a parent, you should probably know how to do that or use cloth diapers. Yeah, but then you have to. Well, SpongeBob was doing so much laundry, anyways. Yeah. I don't. But they had like that dump truck outside that was taking them away. So I feel like they just had too, they're just buried in diapers. Maybe they're overfeeding. Maybe. Junior. Too many worms. Too many worms. Wait, uh, and then that ice cream man had ice cream that already had worms in it. Do you think he so has that all the time? Are there a lot of scallop, baby scallops out there that are wanting wormy ice cream? Maybe it's a special order. Fish eat worms, right? That's how you go fishing and stuff, right? So it makes sense that maybe it's like a... Well, then why didn't SpongeBob have like a can of fish or worms? I guess... He shouldn't have fish. <laughs> <laughs> or could he? He could. He is a sponge, so... Wait, do sponges eat fish? I mean, he could. I don't know. What is... <laughs> like, if he eats Krabby Patties, I feel like he could eat fish. Mm-hmm. Cannibal. Hmm. going to write that to the list of conspiracies. Add it to the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put it to the wall next to the wall of diapers. Right. <laughs> and the diaper sofa. That house must have smelled awful. I know. How did Patrick not notice that? Well, I guess he's He doesn't have awful. a nose, right? He, oh, yeah, it's true. And he also probably sh- his own diaper. So, so yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that big Wumbo lesson. Oh, yes. 
that overarch both episodes. Yeah. Or both acts. Yeah. So Either one. Yeah. Mm. Josh, you go first. Okay. You thief. <laughs> you lesson thief. That's what you guys can steal from me this week. Yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> um, so this week I got, um, it's a little harder this week. I feel like these are kind of weird episodes with the robot and the baby thing don't really have a lot to do with each other. Mm. Um, but what I did put together um, was that like sometimes the like idealistic fantasy life that we build for ourselves can actually be harder than our real life um, because we don't Ooh. know how to deal with those situations that we put wow, ourselves in. So like, good. yeah. So like the first part, um, like the whole robot situation was definitely a lot harder than just their average everyday life, right? Instead of just dealing with the fact that there aren't killer robots out to get them and Mr. Krabs isn't this robot as far as we know. Um, yeah. That, you know, they probably could have 100% got fired for exactly, <laughs> or arrested for those awful things they're doing. Definitely arrested. Become murderers. <laughs> or become, yeah. They kidnapped him. Um, and then in the second part, I think it was really like idealistic to be like, oh, we're going to make build this family together when neither SpongeBob or Patrick like knew how to be a parent or how to basically like live with each other. They might be friends, but like, I guess living with each other in that dynamic is was really hard for them. So, yeah. But you, Anna? I think the biggest one overall was the lack of communication between both acts mm -hmm. and the first one. They don't like they ask Mr. Krabs like the three main questions like, oh, can you cry? Can you laugh? Can you love? But they don't listen like they're trying to communicate, but they're not listening. And I think that happened in the second one, too. Mm -hmm. Like SpongeBob was communicating with Patrick about like his needs, but he wasn't doing it clearly. And Patrick definitely wasn't listening. Oh, yeah. So I think that's like the one thing, like the takeaway. You got to listen to people when you're communicating with them and like comprehend what they're saying and. And also like Process asking the it. right questions. Yeah, ask the right yeah. questions. Like if they had asked the right questions in the first one, probably could have avoided kidnapping Mr. Krabs and torturing him. And on the second one, they could have avoided Patrick being a deadbeat dad. I find that's hard a lot nowadays is like people don't know how to engage properly. I mm -hmm. think is what it is. It's like yeah. when you're talking and having a conversation, it's like sometimes uh, it's like they don't listen or they don't like. They're just so ready to talk about, talk about the next stuff. thing, their yeah. own thing. Yeah. I have a hard time with that because I'm very much like, uh, like when people are talking, like I get something, and if I don't talk about it instantly, I'm gonna forget yeah. about it, mm. and then like something that I wanted to mention like gets missed. But I even if I do interrupt people, I try to like come back around, come back to it. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like the hardest part for some people is like the idea that like, oh well, oh well, and then this happened, and then they just go on their tangent for forever, and that person never finishes that story. But like for me, like it happens a lot when I'm walking around with Fatima. I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, and then this happened, and she's like, that was my story. I was like, I know, I just I was gonna forget, but here, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> but it's I, I definitely agree that like sometimes it's with a lot of communications, it's hard to just one listen and make sure you're listening for the right things because there's sometimes where you're trying to convey a like point to someone and then it doesn't. It doesn't. They're not getting the yeah. point that you're trying to make. They're mm -hmm. hearing something else. Um, and that's partly because of how you're delivering it. And then also like, if you don't understand something, you're not asking the correct questions to get again, yeah, the clarification you need. The engagement's wrong again. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Nice Thank and deep. You. What'd you get? Mine's also very deep and it's a little, a bit of a downer, but I Oof. put, um, sometimes the scariest thing we can produce isn't in our imaginations, but it's in our reality. Ooh. Oh. So like the scariest part of both episodes weren't really like with like how you were saying the idealized version, they were the actual execution of it. 
So like, especially with SpongeBob with the robot thing, like the scary thing wasn't the fact that there was robots. The scary thing was like they had Mr. Krabs tied up and on the verge of (laughs) murder. (laughs) Torture. And then the same thing with like, we kind of got into it in the second act when we were talking about how, you know, that he's kind of like a deadbeat dad and he has like a negative effect on the family and stuff like that, which is just literally the actual reality of the situation instead of like the imaginary, like, Oh, we have a perfect life thing. Yeah. Which even the pressure of a perfect life, kind of like how you were saying, well, can break you kind of thing. But I don't know. It's, it was a really, especially the second act for me was a much, a much bigger downer as an adult than it was as like, it was, was too younger. real. It was really yeah. sad. Yeah. Like it, you was, could it was see too it. real. And I was like, when you get older and you know, like no more people who've gone through like a home life, that's kind of like that. It's like, like I watching it and making fun of it feels really weird. Yeah. yeah. And especially like it was super, Just dare fun. I say it homophobic that, that mm. act because it's like, mm, Again, like homophobic tendencies, I would say. I wouldn't say yeah. it's like outright homophobic, but definitely heteronormative. Definitely outdated yeah. tendencies, I yeah. think is what it, yeah. yeah. And I think that really shows in this particular episode. But um there's still something to learn about it, you know? Yeah. I don't think that was much of it. That wasn't as much of a downer as you built it up to be. I know. I was I was just afraid because like it's just it's too real. It's too deep. <laughs> That's why we do this. Bring out those real life lessons in a cartoon. It stresses me out. <laughs> Keeps you up at night. <laughs> anyways um anna thank you so much for joining us thank you for thank having you. me it was, it was awesome. super super random super last minute but i know you've been wanting to go on the podcast for a while yeah, and i'm really glad fan. that you're you're here finally to do it um and we didn't ruin your new york city vacation well <laughs> i didn't say that <laughs> well Damn. hopefully we did <laughs> And at least you, at least complain about it when you get home. Don't all right, yeah, I'll wait. Now. I'll wait to complain. Um, but for all you wonderful listeners that are still with us, you can message us on ismaniaspodcast.com or you can email us at ismaniaspodcast at gmail.com. Also, we are now on Spotify. <laughs> Dom put all that peer pressure on us, so we had to do it. It happened. And it got a lot easier to get on Spotify. So I know now we're on Spotify. a lot of people are already listening. Like, I already had a lot of people reach out and be like, now that you're on Spotify, I can finally listen. I oh, was like, was awesome. it really that hard to listen on something no. before? Well, I, I had someone who said Spotify is the only, like, non, like, work-friendly program we can have. Oh, okay. So, like, now they can listen to us at work because they mm. have Spotify on their work computer because every other program is not allowed. You're not allowed to have, like, iTunes or whatever, which makes a lot of sense. But... It's also nice because like Spotify has that web browser, so yeah. you can kind of like yeah. listen there too, um, and still have an account. So I'm kind of glad we're on Spotify, but we're also on iTunes and Stitcher. So don't don't freak out. You're you're still gonna get us there if you're still using those cool things. I still use Apple Podcasts, so whatever. I guess I'll use Spotify now too. <laughs> but um, but yeah, share us with your uh, friends and your enemies. Make sure that they also hear the good word. Of SpongeBob, <laughs> the good word. Josh gave me a look when I said the good word. It's good. It's good for us. All the right? church of SpongeBob. The church of SpongeBob. The and this is how we become a cult. <laughs> you aren't so. already. Oh, I, damn. Like we, I don't know if every cult starts out like this, but I feel like we could, we could do really do good in this world. We weren't on the FBI watch list before with the murder we were podcast. Definitely we're definitely now with a cult. So. <laughs> It's okay. We can leave all the cult stuff. Or the cult stuff is okay. He'll just edit it out later. 
All right, if only he could edit himself out of the podcast. Wow, so this is the <laughs> thanks I get for working overtime. Mm-hmm.